All right, good morning, everybody. Hope everybody's having a great week. This is Mike Courtney here from Mass Mutual Eastern Pennsylvania, and I'm joined by Steve Florisi, President, CEO, founder of IBC Global. Steve, how are you doing today? Captain Mike, I am fantastic. How about yourself? Nice chilly January morning. I'm sure your run was uh, exhilarating this morning, as yeah. usual. Yeah, you know, it was cold, it was sunny, and then I'm, I'm in the office probably like 20 minutes before we had this call, and I just hear this this noise. I'm like, what is this? It's like a, a big white squall just is blowing, a, hitting the building. I'm like, what is this? It's gray outside, and now it's sunny again. Yeah, one of those days. We got a little, a little, <laughs> little bit of flurries overnight here too. Yeah. Um, so you know, Steve and I were just talking offline about um, you know getting off to a hot start for the year and some of the things that I'm dealing with. And, you know, I am inundated right now with minutia, with uh, policy review, with enforced policy changes, um, a lot of non-revenue producing activity, which, you know, is necessary, but, you know, really can drag you down. Um, aside from just the time, I also find that People in my position or in your position can really mentally get sidetracked by that type of work um, because it just becomes busy work. Yeah. So at the end of the day, if I was busy all day, mentally, you might think, oh, I had a good day. I was busy all day. Well, no, I mean, you, I've, you know, I did a lot of work today that um, didn't produce any revenue, um, didn't really produce any potential future business, just servicing existing business. Maybe I'm keeping a customer relationship happy, um, but it can be a trap. And I think it really can be a, can be a deadly trap for, um, for a small business or for a small business owner who's looking to grow. So I know you deal with this on a regular basis. What does IBC look like when it comes to ongoing servicing and admin and yeah. you know, customer management and policy management? Yeah, I, good question. You know, when it comes to customer service, that is probably, if not the most important, one of the most important items, just making sure that you maintain that relationship. Don't just sell a policy and say, see you later. It happens in the industry. And you know whether it's intentional or not, it does happen in the industry. So you've got to make sure that you are there for the client nonstop. Because if life happens, whether it's with the insurance company, the policy, or with you, the client, you adjust your payments and you don't stick to that original plan, things are going to change. It's going to be monitored properly. And having someone that knows what they're doing is very important. Uh, an agent that knows what they're doing is really what I mean there. So really what we do, because um, this became a problem for us because you always want to help the client that you worked with, right? I've got a big thing on loyalty. Um, if someone took a policy out with me when I started the company and I was you know, in the side of a garage <laughs> working off my computer, like I want to make sure that we're always there to still help them. So as the years pass, the problem is that that becomes very difficult as you grow where before you had five clients and now you've got 1500 plus that's a lot lot to manage 
And you can't just hire an associate, another agent, and put it all on them because the same thing's gonna happen. So our process, to kind of answer your question, is everyone we work with, we do have a process to reach out every six months for a review call or review meeting. And if someone says, I'm good, what we're always doing is <clears throat> providing information on their policy, enforce illustrations, updates on the industry, everything they need. So we're proactively reaching out to the client, that way they don't have to reach out to us. We also have other resources, which I've shared with you as far as once you purchase a policy with us, it's an online platform that provides more information. It's ex exclusive to our clients on your policy. When do I receive my dividend? When can I take loans? What is my cash value guaranteed rate? All that fun stuff. So keeping a relationship is really priority, but then to kind of get but into that, the not, not to cut you <clears throat> off, but that, that six month touch yeah is something where if I'm a client, I know every six months, outside of whatever I'm getting from the carrier as far as policy statements or, or what have you, I know that every six months I'm gonna get communication from your office that looks like, here's a current policy snapshot, yep. here's an enforce illustration, do you wanna talk? Has anything changed? Something of that nature. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And a lot of times people have questions and they say, hey, can we meet in a couple of weeks or I've got this big list of questions on my policy and we'll look at it and we'll say, okay, we can certainly meet and talk about it. But at the same time, if I can get you something concrete that you can reference and not have to remember our phone call, that's going to help. So we'll put together, if it's a personalized recording, respond to it via email if possible. That way they can reference it via writing because I would like that to have it you know, something real in my hands as opposed to just hearing it and I'm going to forget about it. Everybody's going to forget about it. Here's a video answer to all your questions. Correct. If you still want to connect, let me know. Correct. Correct. So we'll definitely do that frequently. Um, and then, you know, step two, and I think this is kind of what you were expressing, and I know you and I have talked about it over the years, is as you grow a practice, some of the problems that pop up with your, your client's policies are going to be more complex than other problems. And to a client, it could be a simple, hey, I just wanna shift money here, I wanna uh, adjust a term rider, whatever it might be. But to the insurance carrier, they'll say, well, you can't do that because you might mech out. And then you and I know, no, you can make a tweak here. Here's exactly what you have to do. But from a paperwork standpoint, you've got to set it up properly. It's got to be exact to the T. Otherwise, you'll mess it up and then it's just going to create a headache. And it's a three-month process to, to make a simple change on a policy. My point being is having a system there internally or, or just an agent that knows what they're doing is so, so important because as you accumulate a client base as you work with more people and people want to work with you because you set policies up properly, you service them right, being able to service the tough issues internally is so important in my, my, in my opinion because I don't want to call a customer service center at an insurance company and say, hey, I've got questions on my policy. I want to make these changes because customer service reps do a fantastic job a lot of times, but they're not trained on the cash value life insurance product. So, so often wrong information has been provided to clients when they've done that. 
and it creates more more problems a fire you've got to put out so we try and do our best to provide all the information encourage them to reach out to us you can reach out to customer service as well but we've got a client relations department here to kind of replace that in a sense internally to say hey use us and then we can handle everything for you in the smoothest manner this way you don't get frustrated and want to jump out a window well and even if you know we've talked before about different carriers and how their customer service operates and you know even if you have a a a good quality customer service center at the carrier level you know it's a crapshoot who you're going to get on the phone um, not even saying that, you know, you're going to get really low level service, but when you're dealing with a more complex enforced policy issue, you know, you might have someone who, who doesn't come up against that issue, yeah. you know, once a week or once a month or even once a year. And, you know, you're not always getting the best, it's not concierge service that you really want to want to provide to your clients. Yeah. You know, I mean, ideally you're giving all your clients this, very high-end concierge service without requiring a ton of time from you. you know? Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. it should feel like and really be real true handholding without meaning like it's it's dominating your, your work day and your life. Co- correct. Correct. And the, the problem is if you get a couple issues that are relatively complex, I mean, that can take your entire day up. Kind of how you started. You say, "Hey, I'm spending my entire day." Um, the last couple of days, I've been I've spent a lot of time on hold wow. with policy services and commissions, and not getting the right person. And you know, it's uh, it's really frustrating. You know, I mean, when you have a bunch of you know, I mean, I'm servicing brokers, so I'm trying yeah. to help their clients, and you know, I feel like I'm trying to update everybody's uh, cell phone wireless plan the last couple of days and you know uh, yeah. i'm just in this vortex of customer service stuff mm-hmm. yeah and, and i mean it's important things that need to get done because of the client's concern but the client's got their agent the agent comes to you you go to your contacts that you know hey here's what we need to get done so you can actually get the change done and it's a lengthy process so then when you're trying to be productive and say okay what drives revenue you're pulled away from it yeah so you know, to overcome that, really more bodies duplicating yourself and every business talks about this as well. Um, but having the right systems in place, this way, once once you've got a system there, you can plug anyone in and say, okay, here's what I'll typically do instead of watching me all the time, which you can, but here's everything I've done and it's recorded, it's documented, follow this process. And if you run into issues, if something comes out of left field, I'm here to help. But then this way you can plug someone in, they can handle it, and then you can begin to focus on other areas that are more revenue producing, and then other problems will come up and you gotta create a system for that to continue to go forward. Have you found any issues specific to um, you know, policy features that look good on paper up front and then down the road when you try to exercise in real life, you run into problems or a carrier gives you pushback. I mean, mm-hmm. you don't have to badmouth any particular carrier, but has oh. that been an issue at all? Oh, um, not not in the past several years, but initially it was. And I'll add, that is really what, 
what drove me to read about all the different riders with different insurance companies and products and learn exactly what you can and cannot do with specific products. For example, if a client has a $100,000 mech limit and you've got a policy where you've got, say it's your, you're paying in 15000 per year, you've got a low base premium, the ability from the IRS standpoint, the mech laws, you can add hundred k If you don't have the proper riders on there, you could be told by customer service or an individual that says, hey, you got a 100K mech limit. You can add another 80,000 in the PUAs, no problem. And it won't mech. And that's 100% true. But then you've got the insurance company limitation that you go to add that money and they come back and say, no, like we're not taking that unless your client goes through full underwriting again, blood, urine, we're gonna pull medical records. And the client's like, I just want to give you $80,000 to grow the policy. <laughs> like, do you not want my money? So that kind of stuff can pop up. And that's more to policy design, just having the right riders and the policy co constructed properly, understanding when a company will come back and say, there's underwriting before this, or we'll accept the money no problem without medical underwriting. How do you make it as convenient as possible? So to answer your question, yes, that has happened in the past, but now, whenever there's any kind of update, I mean, I'll immediately read into it, study it, try and illustrate it if it's available with that company's software, see what it looks like based off the guarantees, non-guarantees, if they charge the maximum fees and such for it, um, to understand it fully to say, okay, will this work or does it just look good on paper and you're going to run into issues after the fact? Yeah. Or what, what, you know, what is this going to look like when we actually go to exercise this particular feature? Yeah. Um, yeah. How's it mechanically going to work? Yeah. Um, what, I mean, I guess the moral of the story is uh, for, with regards to policy servicing, uh, have a, have a proactive plan in place. Have you to. Know? Yeah. Yeah. It I will... mean, if you're planning on growing your, your client base and your, number of policies sold, which if you're not planning to do that, then you're in the wrong business. But, you know, understand that you're, you know, like you said, your five clients today uh, are going to pretty quickly look like 500 clients down the road. Mm -hmm. And the more you can proactively stay in front of them, um, the better it's going to be from a servicing perspective, the better it's going to be from a client relationship and referral perspective too. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's, you know, I mean, clear, consistent communication that is predictable from a client perspective. I love that. If I know, hey, I'm going to hear something from these guys every six months. If I need something in between, I can reach out. But, yeah. you know, here's how they're going to answer my questions. Uh, that's huge for me. Yeah, no, fully agree. Uh, and that's kind of why we did it. I would want that level of service if I was the client. Um and, you know, on, the, on just being proactive and kind of foreseeing, hey, I've got five now, but in the future could be 500, then 5,000. The term investing in yourself, like, or investing in your business means knowing that you're going to grow before you grow, try and just push it forward. Investing in the business is hiring people to fulfill those roles that are competent. So you've got to go out on a whim sometimes and say, okay, I've got to hire someone then I've got to buy the right technology for them, the right CRM, and it all adds up quickly. But at the same time, when we hire people and or we you know, purchase a new software or system, whatever it might be, I've kind of programmed myself to think like this. I used to always think, man, that's a cost. That's expensive. I'm throwing, throwing money here. What if I had it? We could do other things with it. 
Now it's 100% an investment. I mean, you're investing in the company. If you hire a person, they're going to help production move faster. That's my thing. If, if it's a very technical role for someone we're looking to hire, and it's they require a high pay just for their position, whatever it might be, I'm going to look at it and say, will it produce more revenue? Is it worth it? Yeah. All right, then let's do it. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. How do your new agents that come on board yeah. with IBC, how do you, um, how do I ask this question? How do you get them into that system? Like, is that something that they have to kind of buy into or they're kind of automatically, this is how we do mm-hmm. enforce policy review. This is how we do enforce policy servicing. Yeah. Good question. So it's it's different than what the industry is used to. So I mean, if a seasoned agent comes in that has a background in the business, it's typically a bit of an adjustment. Um, because our agents, the main thing I want them to do is to talk to their clients and new prospects because we've got a funnel of activity that's constant. So their job is to reach out to people, provide information, help initiate and establish the policies, and then help maintain that relationship. But once the relationship is established, they've got help as far as client relations, case management, we've got our case design center. So a lot of the the busy work, I make it a goal to alleviate that from the agent. Um, Because you have to, if I want them, if you want them to move, move as productive, to be as productive as possible. So it's a bit different. They're just talking to people all day. If it's a sensitive issue that pops up, a lot of times they'll have to get involved because they've got the primary relationship with their client. Um, But they do they do very, very well. I mean, knowing the industry averages, um, what insurance agents and financial professionals make within the first years, first first four years of the business, our people come in, go through our training, and after the first year, they're more than two to three times above the industry average as, as far as income's concerned. And these are new new licensed agents. They're, they've got yeah, great work ethic. We train them nonstop. We've got our virtual training. I hold trainings with them, help them nonstop. So it's it's like a boot camp every single day. But at the same time, you're in and you're going nonstop. So it, it gets you up to speed quickly. What about, um, and they're automatically fed into your system. So new agent starts with you, starts the yeah. right business. That six-month follow-up. Mm-hmm. is automatic it is so they're not they're not responsible to follow up with the person um that client, becomes a part of the ibc correct world. so yep so client relations would follow up with your client for example here's the information and offer a review call or review meeting if the review meeting is accepted yes i'd love to catch up i've got some questions then it's set with the agent they've got the primary relationship um, but that way you've got that help on the back end because reaching out for a review meeting might seem like a quick task. Oh, I got to send them a quick email. Yeah, you're shaking your head. <laughs> it's not. It adds well, up. No, so- what I was thinking was, you know, you'll find a lot of agencies who tell the support that they have yeah. in place for their agents. <clears throat> really, it usually just looks like, oh, here's what some of our best agents do. You should do that, too. Yeah. But it requires, as a new agent, what I've found, it requires you kind of buying into a, a system. 
financially and, and mentally mm-hmm. and, um, and execute. And that yeah. could be an easy process, but um, to take that initial heavy lifting off the table, uh, I think it's great for you guys. You know, I mean, it's, it gives yeah. as a new agent, it gives you an easy way to proactively stay in front of those people and be available to answer questions and help, but not be tied into the administrative minutia and the day-to-day. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it does help keep them productive and that's my main thing. And granted, there's times you have to get involved because you're the the agent, but if the legwork, like they don't do their own applications at all. I mean, we've got a department that does that. Same thing with following up with a client to obtain the additional information needed for an app, if it's a financial supplement, sensitive information, sometimes the agent will have to, but it's very rare. But all that stuff, like I want alleviated, so again, they can focus on just sales and working with the individuals, much, much more productive. And then you've got specialists, people that are very good at the other roles. Right. Yeah. Okay, cool. Well, look, uh, we're about out of time for this week. Next week, I want to talk to you about, um, you know, all the changes that we're hearing about with yeah. regards to cash value life insurance and changes to the guarantees, changes to the MEC limits. What does it all mean? Um, we've got some exciting stuff going on on our end that I think is going to happen a lot quicker than people thought as far as policy changes. And we'll be able to get more, more dollars, non-MEC yep. dollars into mm-hmm. a cash value um, whole life insurance policy. So we're going to try and dig into that next week. But for now, have a great rest of the week. Uh, enjoyed the time today. And uh, let's get out there and try and do a little more selling and, and maybe a little less servicing. For me, anyway. <laughs> Likewise, I hear you. Thanks so much, Mike. Appreciate it. All right. Thanks, Steve. All right.